Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having a brilliant day so far. I'm so excited for you guys to just hear the amazing brilliance of this week's incredible guest, Miss Tracy Matthews. So Tracy's a dear friend of mine and has lived a life that's been inspired by creativity and imagination ever since she was a child. And in this episode, we really unpack all things creativity, imagination, fascination, wonder, and how we can all tap into that unique creative genius that exists inside us all. One of the reasons why I really wanted Tracy to come on the show to talk about creativity in general is because I think that there's this sort of jaded perspective of creativity in the world. Like we all like to look at the artists and the actors and the creatives and sort of put them into this box and separate ourselves from them and forget that we actually have this unique ability to express ourselves in unique ways as well. And Tracy really has a passion for helping people tap into that unique creative brilliance factor to help them make more money, make a bigger impact and to create in more magnanimous ways. She's a jewelry designer, an entrepreneur, a mentor to visionaries, and host of the top-rated podcast, Thrive by Design. Uh, She's also the Chief Visionary Officer of Flourish and Thrive Academy, where she helps jewelry brands launch, grow, and scale profitable jewelry businesses. She's, She's been a jewelry creator her entire life, and I've seen some of the pieces that she's worn and she's talked about on this episode, and I'm just... I'm I'm inspired by Tracy. I'm inspired by this conversation. I'm inspired by the idea that we all have something unique to offer the world. And I'm inspired by the idea of really tapping into the understanding of what is creativity? Where does inspiration come from? How do we cultivate an energy of fascination? What role do your role models actually play in you being more creative? And really all together changing the conversation around what it means to be a creative being. Because when we can start to see ourselves as creative beings, when we can start to see ourselves as beings that can be inspired by art and love and play, and when we can design, when we can design lives and structures and rituals that can allow us to really listen to the different voices and create a culmination of, of progress, momentum, action. I mean, when we can just learn to look at life as the canvas and us as the paintbrush. We change what it means to be a creative. And that's really what this conversation is about. It's about learning how to play with your creative gifts. It's about awakening your inner creator. It's about connecting to a source to elevate creativity. It's about seeing creativity as a spiritual journey. It's about learning to dance and explore the art of creating your life from the inside out. And I loved this conversation. It was such a reminder for me to personally just remember that I get to be inspired by anything I become aware of. And, you know, you never know what thing in your life is going to inspire the next set of creations or the next set of actions or the next things you want to say. I just think that um, when we can begin to expand our own 
awareness of what it means to be creative and where creativity comes from and how to access that on a daily basis. We just learn to live more fun, intentional and playful lives. And so I'm super excited for you guys to get to know Tracy. We create, uh, we have all of her show notes links available in the show notes. So if anything she says resonates with you, reach out to her. She's also on social media. If anything I say on the show reaches out to me on social media, I want to hear from you and make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, share this. I'm like fumbling all my words in this intro right now, which is really fun. But if you found this episode helpful, share it with your friends and family, get the word out. And I hope you guys are just having a brilliantly amazing April. I'm just so excited for life. I'm excited for possibilities. I'm excited about all of us getting to look at these parts of ourselves and tap into that uniqueness that is us. And I'm excited for us to do it together. So anyways, without further ado, here is the amazing Miss Tracy Matthews. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having an amazing day so far. I am just peachy and pumped for my girl on the other side of the screen. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Rosh. I am so excited. I love seeing your face. You're just so smiley and so I just, I love your energy. Like it's, it is, it's, it's just such a delightful human being. And I'm just excited that we get to share one of like this conversation with everyone, but you and I have had like, God knows how many conversations behind the mic around life, love, creativity. And I'm just so grateful to have you here. So welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here today and to talk about whatever comes our way. Whatever comes our way. Yeah. And I kind of want to like, dive into, I guess, creativity in general, how do you sort of lean into inspiration? Because like, when I think about like, yeah, like inspiration, like, what are you like, like, what are you inspired by? And what inspires you? And I think that's a great place to start. Because like, for me, when I think about creativity, my inspiration changes so much. Like, sometimes I'm inspired, like, it's just, it's, it's always in flow and changing. So like, what role does inspiration play in creativity for you? That's a big and long question, and I'll try to keep it short. Let's let's start. Or so, you could take it long because it's it's an hour long podcast. <laughs> we have time. We have time. So I've been a creative my entire life. You know, I remember being a kid and daydreaming and like thinking of like fantasy worlds and like escaping. Like part of my coping me- mechanism as a kid was to like daydream. And so what that kind of inspired me was this or created was this inspiration for me to just like play around and explore different things from childhood. That really meant like more like drawing and like tangible art projects and stuff like that. And, and also like imagining things that could be possible. I had like a, I probably, I don't really remember it. I don't remember a lot about my childhood, just like these certain points, but I do remember like having some imaginary friends, like creating imaginary worlds and stuff like that. So I think obviously inspiration oftentimes comes internally from your imagination or my imagination. But um, as a creative business owner and someone who is like literally leaned on talent and creativity as a career, starting my career as a jewelry designer back in the 90s, and then now helping other jewelry designers and now supporting people in their creativity with Creatives Rule the World, the inspiration has evolved over time. I think for me, like my initial source of inspiration was really exploring and travel. So that started with like, when I was in college going to Europe or like just after college and kind of checking out the architecture and like what the jewelry world was really about 
or researching different types of jewelry that have like come of age over time. Like the Met has an amazing installation when you first walk in over to the right side, I think in their, um, maybe their Egypt quarter or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just inspiring to see how people use these pieces of adornment, you know, throughout history to represent maybe status or culture or, or even like their place in the world or an expression of their personal style or whatever it might be. And the thing that's interesting to me about that is that it's still the same today, right? People wear jewelry as a reflection of their personal style. Some people wear it as a, a sign of status. You know, those women in New York City are wearing the big ass of diamond rings and stuff like that. So that was sort of like the beginning sources of inspiration. Now, I really consider myself a visionary and someone who has too many ideas to even wrangle. And inspiration really comes in the quiet moments. I think a lot of people can relate to this. Like you get your best ideas, like right before you're falling asleep or when you're in the shower, you're going for a walk by yourself or something like that. Also, like I sometimes travel by myself, which I actually really enjoy. Big fan of traveling uh, by myself. I actually realized, like, I remember the second I, like COVID, right? So the first three months of COVID, we're all locked down, no traveling, anything. And I'll never forget the first flight that I was able to get on was actually a solo flight. When I got on that flight, like, when I got on the plane, I felt this massive wave of like ideas and like inspiration. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot how much like just being in a different environment and traveling and putting yourself in like, like you're, you're the same person. And when you put yourself in a different environment, it's like you get this like massive amount of, uh, it just, you just get a lot of energy. It's like energy moving through you in the form of like ideas and stuff. I don't know if you resonate with that, but. A hundred percent. And like one of the most pivotal trips I ever took, and you'll appreciate this, was to India. I went there in 2004. I was there when those tsunamis hit the coast. Do you remember that? Yeah, I lived there as a kid until I think 2001 or two. It's like, or like four years. So 1997 to like 2001 or two, I think somewhere in that range. My trip to India was like life-changing to me because I love Indian culture. Like I'm obsessed with it. Like I remember coming back and I like brought a bunch of saris back and stuff like that. And I bought a ton of jewelry there. Like, I wish I had more money at the time. I would have bought so much jewelry because I love Indian jewelry and inspiration. Like from that was like a huge source of inspiration. And that trip informed like many of my collections for like five or six years after it. And so travel, like traveling alone and having that alone, like downtime. And even these days, I try to have one day a week to just have nothing on the schedule where I can think about stuff formulate ideas and come up with like the best ideas. I think like having like a expression of that or like things that you can do that kind of get you in that zone are really helpful. I love that. I actually create time in my calendar to go and like visit shops. Like I live in Austin, Texas, right? So like being able to go to like down South Congress and like go into like funky shops and just see different things or, you know, and even as like in entrepreneurship, from like for me, like I'll buy products that are completely out of my niche. Like I won't just go study my competitors. I'll go buy, go and look at how other people are doing everything because like we're all weak. I, I feel like creativity for me, like, or even inspiration, it like, I never know where the idea is coming from. I never know the source of it, but that's why it's so important to just expose yourself to as much stuff. So like, how do you, sort of cultivate like an energy of fascination because like you're also very like curious too like i feel that energy and like you're very curious and you're very like like you, you let like awe and wonder and fascination kind of run your life so like how do you sort of cultivate that in your in your life in your day-to-day and and as you're sort of creating and, and building your business 
Well, it depends on who you talk to because some people call me an old soul, but also there's this like, I've always had this natural curiosity. I was probably like one of those annoying kids who was always like, why, why, why? (laughs) You know what I mean? For anyone watching who's taking the Colby, like I'm super low on a fact finder. So it's not that like, I'm not, I don't need a lot of facts or anything like that. What I'm curious about is people and information and like understanding like the root of what makes things work. I'm really interested in people. And I think this is probably where you're getting that curiosity because I'm fascinated by the way different people tick and we're in like personal development communities and stuff together. So we don't have to talk necessarily about that, but you can have several people in the same room who might've had similar circumstances, but everyone has like a different approach to how they show up. And it's like, just fascinating to me about how powerful, like your mind is right in creating your reality, but also creating curiosity and understanding of like, how can I explore these things that I'm feeling? Or how can I explore this idea? And how can I move and develop something into a tangible thing? Like literally one of my favorite things to do in life is to, and most entrepreneurs are like this, but like, is to see like one idea just come to fruition. Like, even if it's just one, like we have a million or to watch someone else this actually kind of like gets me more excited to watch someone else, maybe that I've mentored or that I've been watching for a while, like have an idea and actually like go for it and make it happen. Even though they're freaking terrified. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're like battling down all the fear and like making the things happen. And especially when it's someone who's not naturally inclined to entrepreneurship, because that to me takes real courage. I mean, I feel a little bit lucky because I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. You know, my grandfather had nothing. He started a company out of nothing, like by borrowing money from my grandmother, actually. Ended up creating this really amazing business over time. So I always had that as a role model growing up. But a lot of people don't have that, right? So it's really inspiring to me. Like I'm also inspired so much by other people because it's inspiring to me to see people who are willing to go into the depths of like how hard oh it is. Oh my God. I Find something into a real thing. <laughs> you know, I thought about, I've been really leaning into this a lot more over the years, but people are actually the one thing that inspired me the most. Like I'm inspired by the human spirit. When I hear somebody going through something difficult and like they're showing up, they're doing the work, they're doing whatever's necessary. Like it does inspire me. And it is like another data point that I can draw from as I'm living my own life. And I think role models are so important. And I'm really glad that you brought that up, even for creativity, like not just role models, but like things that like you can look forward to. So let's say I have, I aspire to be a business owner. Like I remember when I first got started, I had role models, people who had done exactly what I wanted to do ahead of me to inspire like my own path. And that's the beautiful part, like where inspiration and creativity, I think go together. Cause like your path is always going to be different. We're all unique beings in this lifetime and we're all going to have unique paths and we're going to be creating our own unique ways. But that doesn't mean that we can't bring in tried and true sort of like practices, tried and true philosophies, tried and true ideas that can help form and shape the creations that we bring into the world. And so like, I guess role models for you, like one, how do you choose your role models? And two... What role has your role models played or have they played in you creating your own unique identity? Yeah, that's a great question. So my grandfather was definitely a really strong role model to me. I have an uncle who's a really strong role model. Obviously, like the general members of my family. And then other people that I've met 
basically like out in the world. I think, you know, when I was first starting out and I wanted to be a jewelry designer, like I didn't know anything about running a business. I know a few things now because I've been an entrepreneur for over 25 years, but at the end of the day, I was just like, I was so just excited. And I think that naivete was actually beneficial to me because if I knew how hard it was, I probably would have never done it. And so at that time, you know, I, I would just, I saw these designers, you know, I remember through college, I had to put myself through school, which was fine, but a lot because I had to work full time and also had to take a full load of classes. So I I really admire anyone who can do that because it's a lot. (laughs) But I was working at this boutique at the time in LA because I went to school in LA. This was kind of the beginning of the independent designer scene. And we would carry all these designers. And I remember one day before Cameron Diaz was famous, this beautiful blonde model walks into the store and like buys like six... And she was around my age. I think she was probably younger than me, maybe like a year or two buys like a bunch of $700 necklaces, which I was like, how can someone that young, like actually buy something? And then like two years later, she's Cameron Diaz because the mask came out or something like that. I'm like, that's so cool. There are like people out there. I mean, obviously it's LA. There's a lot of celebrities and stuff like that, but I'm like, people actually spend like a lot of money on this stuff. And this was back in the nineties. And I was taking a jewelry class in college. And I was like, maybe I can do this as a career because I started making a few pieces. I would wear them at the store and people were like, oh my gosh, where'd you get that necklace? Or who is the designer? And I was like, oh, I designed it. And so I started selling things off my neck. Wow. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Those role models that like were kind of the original ones were actually these, the jewelry, but like, I didn't know the designers who were designing those pieces, but just seeing that, that people were actually putting their art out there and people were paying good money for it. And it wasn't even like a question. A 19-year-old girl girl comes in and spends like $2,500, which in the 90s was a lot of money. That's like $4,000. And I don't know how much, but the inflation on that is. For sure, yeah. But it's a lot. It seemed like a lot. And so I started just like seeing where they were selling and being inspired by that. And just kind of like, I'm like, here's what I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for it. I want to be in all the stores. I want to be in all the magazines. I want to get the celebrity clients. And I did it just by like, more being inspired and using those people as role models for what they had already done. Yeah. I think the heart challenging part for a lot of people in that is to not compare yourself to the role models, because as you said before, everyone's process is a little bit different, right? And everyone's path is different. So to some people's eyes, I like probably didn't even achieve a success in the terms of like some of these people who I held as, as um, role models or not necessarily mentors, because I didn't necessarily know them, but in the same time, it actually like inspired me to take a whole different trajectory and do something else. And so over, over time, those role models have been different people for different purposes. You know, maybe it was like one that really comes to mind is like when I've had to file for bankruptcy and close my first business after 2008, when the whole market was wiped out, I found this woman named Marie Forleo. It was before she was Marie Forleo. I took her program and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like people are teaching how to do things online. And so that was the inspiration for me to actually launch my Flourish and Thrive Academy to help jewelry designers because I was like, there's nothing like this in the jewelry industry and people need it because they're coming to me and asking for help, but they can't afford my consulting fees. So what's a way that I can leverage what I know and get it out there and help people? So to me, I feel like my inspiration and being in role models like are always coming to me. Like you're a role model to me, Raj, because Aww. I remember when I met you like about five years ago, four or five years ago, whenever it was, I was like, who is this like young kid just like going for it, like all bright, bright eyed and launching a, a podcast. Too bright-eyed, a little too bright eyed. <laughs> it's amazing. But like, you know, you've given me like advice. Like we talked 
a couple of weeks ago about some things that are, I'm not ready to talk about publicly, but some things that I'm developing and things that I want. And you shared with me like a lot of wisdom that I didn't have and didn't really understand that is useful wisdom that I could use to help me move forward in the things that I'm trying to do in my career. And so you never really know when your role models are going to come and they come in like really interesting ways. Like, And I want to like just add to that because like, I think it's so important. What you just said is so valuable around. You never know where your role models are going to come from. You never know where your teachers are going to come from. You never know where your inspiration is going to come from. So you should treat everything and everyone as if it has something to serve you. I see a lot of entrepreneurs, like whenever there's someone beginner or there's someone who's not doing as well as them, like they don't even pay them attention as like, an opportunity for like teacher, they're always like talking at them. And like one thing I've learned over the years is that the beginners actually have the same amount to teach me as I probably do to them. Oh yeah. And you can lean into every relationship you have is like, what am I learning? Whether it's like using the other person as a mirror. So like if someone triggers you, someone you don't even know could say something, trigger the hell out of you. And all of a sudden that's an opportunity for you to be like, holy crap, like what is this person trying to teach me right now? And like, when you can like lean into everything like that, like I think it, it just allows life to have so much more curiosity. It's like, why is this person showing up? Why yeah. is this thing inspiring me? What is this thing inspiring me to create next? Like I love the Marie Forleo example. That's such a great example of like, okay, you needed Marie at that time. You saw what she was doing and you were like, wow, I want to help other people the same way she's helping people. And that led to you creating Flourish and Thrive. Like that is like the biggest example of like, wow, how role models and something that you didn't even plan to create or have as a role model then led to you creating something that means so much to you and helps so many people. And I just love that mindset, Tracy. I wish we taught that in schools to kids because everything in life has an opportunity to be something that inspires you or allows you to find your like thing, your unique thing. Like Everything in life is just there to, to help you evoke that personal sense of creativity and that personal thing that inspires you. And I just really loved the way you've leaned into like everything in life as a way to allow you to create something that's so uniquely yours. Like it's so rad. I mean, I think there's a natural tendency too for people to say like, I already know that or I've already done it instead of seeing listening to the nuance, which I think can be really powerful. And I think it's a normal reaction. Like I, that comes up for me sometimes. And it's funny that we're talking about this right now because I have a customer or we have a, a person who joined one of our programs and she doesn't think it's for her, but she's so closed off to the lessons that we could teach her that I don't know that she would ever get value from anyone because she thinks thinks someone has to be here or there or whatever in order to help her in realizing, instead of realizing that she has a certain set of skill sets, it doesn't matter if someone has the same type of business or the same exact trajectory. What matters is that the people you bring in to like, either model or learn from can teach you something that either you don't know that can show you a different perspective or fill the gaps that are not your strengths, right? Because we all have, I hate to call them weaknesses, but we're really good at a couple of things. There's no one who's like really good at everything. Right. If they think they are, they're probably just doing everything mediocre. It's so interesting because like I'm my, my dad's actually popping up into my mind right now. Like he used to always tell me, Raj, what you know pales in comparison to what you don't know. But I'll take that one step further. What you don't know pales in comparison to what you don't know that you don't know. There's a whole world of stuff that like you have no idea that you don't even know or you don't even know that you can't know. If you're in a closed-minded space, like it's really hard to actually lean into creativity because you're playing inside of a sandbox that you can see. 
But when you, when you actually allow yourself to be open-minded or like when you allow that natural curiosity to be there, like now you're like, okay, well maybe I don't know the best way to do this. Like if you actually leaned into that with curiosity, like, okay, what if, like, what if I'm wrong? What if there's another side to this? What if that, what if is what creates that? I think that magic it's like, okay, well universe surprised me. Like, and it allows you to really lean into life as like this beautiful little canvas because you're always like fascinated and surprised and inspired by what you probably don't know or don't even know you don't know. That is so true and so good because I mean, that's like really what a beginner's mind set or mind is all about, but it's also like challenging yourself. Like when you feel resistance and when you're feeling like you're going to throw up or you're getting triggered or something is like spinning you off the rails or whatever it might be that's when you need to look. Like, I think a lot of people at that point end up going externally and like blaming other people or, or like thinking outside of themselves. Like, what can you learn from, from what's happening now? And what, and ask yourself the question, like, what do I need to learn right now in order to actually step into like my better version of me? I hate to say my best self, because like, I don't think, I don't know that anyone ever achieves their best self because we're always growing, right? Well, your <laughs> best self is to me, I've changed best self to the most authentic version of me. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Cause that, like, cause my authentic self isn't always my best self. Like my best self has these conditions around it. Like he's like, my best self might be something I learned from society around like, like oh, I'm just always positive. That's not true. Like I have shitty days. Like we all have days where we're not perfect. I'm not, not always positive. Right. Like, like the most authentic version of you is going to have a, a range of emotions, a range of the human experience. And I think that when we can lean in, not just with curiosity, but also like compassion. Yeah. I think that's a really important like mix. Like that's like the beginners like, or even like that, that open-mindedness. It really is like, all right, I'm going to be curious and I'm going to be compassionate. And when you can play there, like there's just so much possibility. Like I've, like I've, like in the last year, I mean, you've seen this, like we've done so much personal development work together and really like kind of, I've opened up my eyes around my own sort of shortcomings and things like that. And curiosity and compassion have been two of the things that have allowed me to be like, okay, Raj, like what if you're actually not perfect? What if like, what if, just what if, like, cause there was a point in time where I actually felt like I was the shit and a half. Like just, I love you, but you're not perfect. I know. Well, that's my point. No, my point is, I think all of us have this idea at some point in our lives. Like at some point in my life, I was like, I am right. Like my way is the highway. My way is absolutely right. And like, I know it and I'm so hundred percent sure. And the biggest growth that's come for me is being like, well, I'm pretty confident that I'm right. And what if I'm not that? What if? Oh yeah. Creates so much growth opportunity because you're like letting your ego down and you're like, okay, well, what if, like, what if there's another side of this that I'm not seeing because I just didn't have the background or because I grew up differently or like, you know, like it's like a, when I can lean in with that, it's like, okay, well maybe, you know, I know I'm not perfect. I think that's why like that, that reframe to most authentic self and really being kind in that unknowing has been so huge for me. And I don't know if you've had anything to share on that, but. Well, what I want to say about that is this is where I think being willing and open, like, and I'm, I'm not using the, the term to have a, what, I don't know what to say. Like the word that's coming to mind is like debate, but like open debate with people to talk about topics. And I'm not, t- this is not political, but just in general, like yeah. any, anything. Right. Right. And I think like the more open you are to hearing someone else's perspective or point of view, I think the more knowledgeable you become about yourself and the more like we start like rising and finding the truth in things. I didn't even realize this, but I like, love to debate. Like mm-hmm. sometimes Jason says to me, my boyfriend, Jason, who you've had on the show, he says to me, sometimes he's like, 
I think you just like to like get into arguments, like not fights, but just, just will automatically take the opposite side of any situation just for, for the fun of it. I think he's actually right. I didn't even realize this about myself until more recently, because I do find that like one of the best ways, and I love doing this on my team actually too. I don't know that they like it that much because they <laughs> see it as like uh, me, like, cutting down their ideas or like they, they're nervous and poked down. But I love it. Like when someone comes to the table, when we like sit there and say like, okay, why is this awesome? And why is it not awesome? You know what I mean? Well, that's the beautiful thing. Like, you know, it's, you're, you're just expanding what you like, what's in the shadow. And that's part of creating. That's part of being creative. That's part of expanding your world and learning new things. And, and the trick is to do it in a, in a way that again, has that compassion and curiosity at its core, because like, yeah, you could trigger somebody and be like, and just go and just be the person that's like, oh, well, that's not true. And just like really do that. But if you bring in that energy of like play and curiosity and passion, and like, I just think there's so much growth in all of us being able to like appreciate and lean into everything as a source of inspiration, like, or as a source of learning and, and how different your life would be. Like, I, I know myself for sure. Like the more I learn to be compassionate for someone else's perspective or the more I learn to like really see others and their journey and the more I really learn to like listen, I have seen so much growth in my life because I can take what's valuable from other people's journeys and apply it to my own. You know, because we're all sources of inspiration for each other. Like, I mean, this conversation alone, Tracy, like there's so many things that like you have said that reminded me, especially the conversation around role models. Like I like completely forgot about the role that like, Cause you don't even, like, you're right. Like there's a difference between a role model and a mentor, a mentor is somebody who's like, like kind of there with you along the way, but like, you don't even need to know your role models. Like there are so many mentors from afar that I'll never meet just yeah. because like they've been there, they wrote a book, they put something out there. And all of those are forms of like inspiration for you to find your own unique path. Yeah. It's like kind of tapping into that universal role model consciousness collective consciousness. yeah 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 like the universe is your role model in a lot of ways like it's like everything you see is there to teach you something i i believe strongly in everything i become aware of being a mirror for my own evolution yeah. things that i become aware of the people that show up in my life the opportunities that are there the struggles everything is like it's there happening for me yes everything's happening for you instead of to you right and it changes Super the energy important. It, it changes the energy of it all. And, and then the, the, the question becomes, how is this thing serving me? How is this person, what is this person here to help bring out in me? And like, I, it's just, it's, it's such a powerful reframe for creation because you're, you're not like, we're not saying that you can create on your own. Like, I don't think anybody can create on their own. We actually need each other. We need other okay. ideas. We need 100%. travel. We need different perspectives. We need each other to, to truly live that creative, fulfilling life. We need to like that influence and like there, there is part of creation that is external, meaning like you need that stuff coming at yeah, you. Like it's like, you need the spark. Yeah. You know, I think about this a lot because people in our community or just in the, in the jewelry space or anyone making a product, like there's always those people are going to knock people off. And like, I'm actually going to be doing a podcast for my podcast, Thrive by Design with um, four designers. They reached out to me. One of them was in our programs and crushed it. She like her business grew like five, it grew like by five times. She started as like a sub six figure business. And now she's doing like mid six figures. I'm so proud of her. Anyway, it's beside awesome. the point, but yeah. she, she gets in this, in this conversation. Cause we have a, you know, t like messaging relationship and she's like, would you be willing to do a podcast on plagiarism and people copying? And I'm like, sure. I don't know what the conversation is going to be like yet. Cause we haven't had it, but whenever this topic comes up, 
and you hear about it in books too, about like ideas transferring, right. About yeah. like someone wanting to, like, they had this idea a long I mean, time there's ago. There's no new ideas at the end of the day. Like yeah. there's no new ideas. Everything's already been created. It's just different combinations of things that have already been created. Yeah. And so when people come to me and saying like, oh, that person ripped me off. And I was like, well, did they really, or did, were you guys just inspired at the same time to create something similar? Mm. In my experience, like I was actually accused of copying someone once. This was like probably in the early 2000s. I had a really amazing contract with the Sundance catalog and they bought like so many units from me. It was like an amazing revenue stream for my business. And they picked up this ring and another designer had something similar. And they said that they basically sent me a cease and desist. And I just threw it in the trash because I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know who you are. And what you're accusing me of copying is literally like the exact like same shape that I saw on my India trip or whatever it was with like a thin band on it. Like it's a, a marquise shape that is tr- in traditional architecture in a lot of like Eastern countries. And like, you're saying that I ripped it off from you. It's like a, a shape in the in geometry. <laughs> I have to like, I just have to say something on this because this is something I've really had to grow into over the years is being detached from my creations. Yeah. Like, because it was never yours to begin with. Like, right. Like if you yep. felt the inspiration, like the inspiration came from a collective consciousness from nature, like you felt the inspiration and then you acted through it. And so like for you to be like, this is me, I did all this on my own is wild because you're the creation, the flow of life that's moving through you as you're inspired to create is like, yes, there's a level of ownership. Like this came from my body and from a spiritual standpoint, like it's like detaching from like that, like, Oh, this is absolutely me has been like a really powerful, like that's how I've been able to truly be like, all right, like, yes, I created this and it wasn't mine. Yeah. The universe chose me as the, as the muse. And then I had the courage to act on that voice and that feeling to then put this this creation into the world. And so like that for me has been like the biggest like shift around that. And I want to actually ask you cuz this is something I'm this is I'm actually really fascinated. You mentioned earlier in the conversation around like the best creativity comes from like a space of like inner like stillness and like and like kind of mm-hmm. being by yourself. And we're talking about right now how like creativity and ideas and stuff come from external influences as well. So like for you, what's the balance between like external influences and then like your own inner voice and your heart in like creating um, the things that you create? That's a really great question. So the external influences are really just happening like every day. It's like, I mean, when things were normal and we could actually like do things freely, like it would just be in everyday experiences. Like New York City was such a resource for me to like tap into from a creative perspective now living in a place where it's like mostly about nature, like the nature is that source of like that source and inspiration, right? So going on walks and hiking is kind of like the external for me. So that's kind of like happening all the time. Like something hits me and I'll just make a mental note, but the creation process actually happens in the stillness. So it's it's usually like, I come up with my best ideas typically um, in the morning or like sometimes right before bed, but usually in the morning, because that's when my brain is fresh. And so my mornings are really precious and I get really pissed off when my mornings get hijacked and they do, they have been a lot lately because now that I'm not on Eastern time and ahead of people, I'm on uh, more like Pacific mountain time and yeah, I feel behind. I, I, I know that feeling for sure. Like I, I split time between Austin and San Diego and like my team runs on Eastern time. Yeah. So in Austin, I feel like I get all my mornings. And then when I go to San Diego, I'm like so rushed. Oh <laughs> like, it's <laughs> <In> my <sucks>. <laughs> 
I know. I'm like, Grr! like, just stop. And then I remember that it's like 10 a.m. for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so trying to create the space, it's been a little bit more challenging for me now, but like the best ideas yeah. for any like jewelry designs that I'm doing or business ideas for Flourish and Thrive or my other company, Creatives World of the World, all of that sits, it happens really in the stillness. In addition to that, the implementation or like the moving forward of those things happens when I have like big blocks of time, like my creative day to kind of like move stuff forward. So it is a balance, but I'm, the external is always, is always coming at me. And I feel like it, that inspiration comes like at any given time. You just don't know. The internal is a little bit more, I don't want to say forced, but maybe planned or strategic. I love that. And I, and I think it's important. Like when you are a conscious human being, everything becomes inspiration. You're living life in a conscious way. You might see a piece of art. You might have a conversation. You might be around a human being and then something inspires you because you're like, you're consciously aware processing things on the go. Like if you're an, if you're unconscious, like if you're just moving through life on autopilot and you're not stopping to smell the roses or like truly actually be present with what is, then you're not going to be inspired by the external. Like you can't because you're not seeing it. You're not appreciating it. And I think that's why appreciation for me has been such a big practice. Like, when I practice gratitude and appreciation, it's like I'm learning to become aware of all these things. And then like, the more I become aware of, the more excited I get, the more fascinated I am. I'm like, oh, shit, that's amazing. And then I'm like, yeah, and then I, it just comes in and it's like inside out. And I'm like, this is great. You know, like, and I, I and I do also appreciate like meditation for me hasn't been a consistent practice. Yeah. But like, when I really do actually sit to meditate, and I actually sit for like 10 to 15 minutes, so a little longer, it takes a while mm-hmm. for me. But like, when I can actually cultivate the patience to sit, then there's like a, a quiet voice that shows yeah. up. And in fact, some of my best journal entries are like these are, are like journaling pieces that come from a place of like, holy shit, like, what am I even saying? Like, where's this coming from? It's like a message that's just flowing through me and I don't know where it's coming from. And, and there's that level of like connection to source and the divine and that like that soul in you that begins to speak in that stillness. For sure. Um, so yeah, I totally that time it's like divine intervention. Like I talk to my friends. I'm like, okay, protective bubble, put it around me. And like, okay, I'll, t- I'll take input from any of my spirit guides. <laughs> right. No. And that's a thing. No, like it's such a thing. Like I, and I didn't realize it until I started really going down my own spiritual path and getting more conscious and doing more work on myself until I really started to feel like, okay, like when you're sitting in quiet and stillness, like you do have access to information, whether that's, you want to call it intuition, yeah. whether you want to call it, I mean, intuition alone, right? Like that is like, like a source of intelligence that's probably cultivated from like millions of data points in your body that are all picking up extrasensory things, things you could see, things you can't see. And it's like all this beautiful little, like, Amazing. Know, it's like a, yeah, it's like a super brain. Your subconscious is like a super brain of of creativity and connection. And I feel like when we can tap into that, there's just, there's so much possibility. And I've just, that's been something I've been really leaning into a lot. And I, and I, and I love that you're, I, and I, one thing I also want to admire about you, like what you just said was like, I love that you said there's like the external influences that are happening every day. Then there's the stillness and then you still need the time to yeah. get it moving. Yes. Like action is a form. <laughs> action is a form of creation. Yep. Has to be. So I later today, I'm going to get my human design done. Like oh, I already exactly. know that I'm a, but I'm a generator and I'm like, why am I not a manifesting generator? I'm <laughs> like, a projector. I don't, I don't even know what these things mean, but I'm like, why am I not? I'm, a 
Yeah, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life, Tracy. In fact, I've been really looking for someone to go deeper onto human design with on the on the show because, like, I'm a projector, and when I like started reading the stuff around, everybody listening, human design is this test that's based on like your birth date, your birth hour, and time, and like the yeah, location you were born. Astrology. Yeah, so it's it's based on like your astrological point and location and when you were born, like the time frame, and then it tells you all this stuff about you, and it is eerie how like spot on the explanations are for you. And like, I found out I'm a projector. And when I first got my first human design, like human design, like reading, when I read like what a projector does, I'm like, Oh my God, that is like crazy. And like, it's, it's changed the way that I create now. Like apparently projectors are supposed to be invited instead of like, like initiating. And so like, like, it's really interesting. So like now when I, when I say yes to projects, it's like, is there an invitation or am I like forcing my way into a project? And it's like, allowed me to even be more selective with my creations and the things that I want to say and do. And I think there's something really beautiful about like knowing yourself so well and then kind of showing up into your creations from that space. Well, I can't wait to know more about what a generator means. <laughs> it's funny. I have these, we have these friends. I, I, you know them too, I think. Grace and Trace Dinnett, who do Wealth Dynamics. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They were looking at my human design. They're like, I've never seen one like that. Look at all those things. They're not connected. I'm like, I have no idea what that means. So I'm really excited to learn more about what all that means. I think the generator, I don't know if that means that I put like I, I put things out. And that's the beautiful, you know what's and, and I just want to bring this awareness, like, and everyone listening to, like, as you start learning more about yourself, like whether you're taking personality tests, you're reading someone else's interpretation. And it's like, what resonates with you? Because you may read something and be like, oh, that doesn't really feel like me. Like sometimes when I read stuff like just general astrology stuff, I'm like, I mean, I guess kind of. But then sometimes I'll read certain things and I'm like, holy crap, that is so me. I think that's the fourth element actually of creation. Like one is like external influences. Second is like that inner voice. Third Mm -hmm. is like creation. But then fourth is like awareness. Yeah. Like it's like knowing yourself and knowing how you create and like, what you're skilled at and what you're gifted at and what's naturally yours, like how talented you are. Like, I think that's all part of this paintbrush. Like you are the paintbrush that then goes into the world and just splits on the the canvas of the world. I love that you said that because I really do. We've talked about this before, but I I really do believe that everyone's creative. I think that your creative talents are like expressed in a different way because even the dude like cranking out the spreadsheets who loves to do the Excel formulas or whatever, highly creative, like that's not, something that everyone can do. And I think people don't real, they don't think of that as creativity. They think of that more as analytic, but that's a a form of creativity. It's like the expression of like what comes easily and naturally to you and how you bring like either create, bring structure to things like, because they're like people who are super highly creative and like low on systems, let's say like someone like me, I really need those people who can create structure behind me to like create a container for what it is that I'm trying to create. So there's value in all of it. And I think that what a lot of people don't under, sometimes if they're not aware, like as we're talking about awareness, that they don't understand like where their creative gifts are, what they end up trying to do is improving on the things that aren't their creative gifts. I see makers and designers struggling with this all the time. Like they're like, why can't I just be good at the tech? I'm like, well, maybe tech is just not your thing. Like you don't have to be good at the tech and this is a pure sign or a really quick sign that maybe that's something that you should hire a VA to do. And I think people are so, they get wrapped up in this idea of what it needs to look like instead of, okay, how can I create the business or the thing or be creative in a way that supports what I want and not, that kind of moves me into this trajectory where I'm feeling frazzled or frustrated or 
whatever all the time because I'm trying to lean into things that I'm not good at. Lifestyle design is such a valuable skill set that I think everybody can learn. Because you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You have the most control as an entrepreneur to design a life of your choosing. And it doesn't matter if you're working full time, it doesn't matter where you are. Like lifestyle design is you just becoming consciously aware of yourself, your strengths, how you operate. And then from there, designing and having a courage, having the courage to design a life, make choices and decisions that then support you. In the, in the way that nourishes your spirit, your soul, your, your heart, whatever it is that you're optimizing your life for. And I, I love the reminder that you know, creativity doesn't have to look like what we would conventionally call a creative. Like It doesn't have to look like a paintbrush. It doesn't have to look like a writer. It doesn't have to look like an actor, an actress, or a jewelry designer. It can be whatever you're inspired to put out into the world. It can be you starting a business. It could be you having a really fun and interesting and quirky way to raise a family. It could be you having a really curious sort of personal growth journey where you're learning yourself. And because like, it's like the idea of creation is something that we just all embody as human beings. It's our natural birthright to be creative. And I just, I appreciate you so much, Tracy. Like you're, you're such a natural, like you've been doing this for so long. And I think sometimes you take for granted, like how brilliant you actually are, because like, I feel so much more clear on my own processes for creation, just listening to you and how the different elements of creativity play into your life. And like, I just, I, I'm so grateful for you. Like, thank you for just existing <laughs> as you do. Like, it's so great. <laughs> thank you for existing. You're welcome, Raj. <laughs> yes, great, great. And I'm glad that you said you're welcome because <laughs> it is a gift to have you in my life. Tracy, can you talk a little bit about like all the things that you've got going on and anybody who's listening who may want to like learn more or follow you or ask questions or reach out? Like, can you kind of just share a little bit about your world and, and what you're what you're putting out, what you're creating and the visions you're actualizing? Yeah. First of all, I want to thank you for having me on the show. This is fun. And I love talking about this. So anytime. So I have a couple of ways that you can connect with me. Um, you can find me over at creativesrulethaworld.com. That is like my general creativity website. Basically, I work with business owners and help them kind of lean into their higher purpose and zone of genius and stuff like that. And with that, we're developing an offshoot, which I'm not ready to talk about right now, but it's going to be super fun. So if you're interested in learning more about how you can really get to a place where you're developing ideas and being able to take some of these creative inspirations that you've had and you want to move them forward into the world... Definitely come find me over at Creatives Rule the World, or you can shoot me a message over on Instagram at Tracy Matthews NY. And then also, I have another company. If you happen to be a jewelry designer or some sort of maker developing a product, I'd love to help you grow your business. That's flourishthriveacademy.com. We have courses, coaching, and programs to help you launch, grow, and scale your business using our methodology called the desired brand effect. So that's where everyone can find me. And I Raj, love- and, oh, one more thing. I also have podcasts. So if you love podcasts, then come find me over my podcast, Thrive by Design, wherever podcasts are listened to. I love you. Just such a delightful human being. Thank you for just all of You're that. I, I just, I love you. You're the best. Uh, I got one last question for you, Tracy. Yep. In the midst of everything you're doing, everywhere you've been and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded? Hmm. I stay grounded by connecting daily with myself. And so that might mean just even if I only have five minutes, like drinking a cup of coffee, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you love that. Hopefully getting to meditation or something, but just like making sure that I'm honoring myself in some way and like really 
just checking in. And like, that's the the best way to do it. Because anytime like I'm off the rails, it usually has to, or like, I'm feeling like disconnected. It has to be, it comes down to this fact of like me not really being connected with my source. And so just finding that connection. And even if I just have five minutes a day. Connection. What a brilliant thing to, I just love the idea of connection being the thing that keeps you grounded, whether it's to yourself, to nature, to anything. It's just connection. Feeling connected is like the feeling of like feeling supported and grounded and held and just really resonate with that. Tracy, thank you again for being here and just sharing your light with everybody. But um, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your new friend, Tracy. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.